Welcome back to the Redline Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Turpin, here with my good friend, Alex Jaworski. Alex, how are you today? Doing all right. Uh, coming off a uh, action-packed weekend in the UFC there. It was a great uh, fight night on their part. Uh, I know for your wallet, it was fight night, too. It was fight night for my wallet, and my wallet lost again. What else is new? Hey, I, I'm, I've been cold ever since the whole hiatus of sports. Uh, betting on the draft certainly not my thing, and I'm not typically a UFC guy, and even betting on that, not my thing. I was relying solely on tips I received from people, so I'm not surprised, but it is what it is. It gave me some pull in the fights there. It gave me something to watch, so it was worth it. Yeah, it, it was a good night. It was fun to watch. I know you had to go to work early the next morning, and uh, I am not back to work yet, so unemployment uh reigns for week three here right i did have to go so i missed some of the the bigger fights towards the end of the night but from what i saw it was a great show uh but i was out at the karate hottie letting me down uh that's when i was done probably like the second second or third fight in uh that was it so but it was like i said you know i still watched after that and it was it was some good fights and i'm glad to see some live action for the first time in months yeah, they're back on Wednesday of this week. They're back Saturday, too. NASCAR, I think, is back Saturday, I want to say, the 17th. Right. Uh, two no, next Sunday. NASCAR is back. That's good. Another thing I'm going to uh, need experts on. Golf is back uh, on the 8th. I mean, MLB is coming back in July. I think that uh, we're just waiting on the players, which is going to be right. tough, I think. But sports are I don't want to say sports are back. We said it. We said it before. Sports are back. I don't really know. It's been over 60 days now. I think we're nearing it. Hopefully. Um, I'd like to see what happens with team, uh, the sports that were in the middle of their season, like the NBA and the NHL. And also on the front here, the NFL planning to not have fans in the stadium. There's a report circling around now too. That's really not a surprise. Cause you know, they got to take any, any precaution they can to save their season from, being put on pause they're being canceled so it would make sense right and the uh today the ahl the minor league affiliate or the nhl wrapped up their season they said they're done so um i don't think it really is a a mirror of what the nhl will do probably because you know they just have so much more money i understand it's still a uh you know an understudy of the nhl clearly they're not gonna have as much money but i mean it's sad to see you know, it's just a little less hope now for the NHL. But I think eventually we're going to have to start seeing, you know, some kind of plan here develop with them. I know the NBA has, you know, brought up plans and they've had, you know, reports and stuff of that nature. But uh, both the NHL and NBA have been very quiet uh, compared to the MLB, who, I mean, they're ready to go ultimately. They're just waiting on the players, which, again, is going to be tough for them to agree to. But, uh Let's see what we got going here. We've right. been very quiet. We've been very slow. What's going on? Doesn't uh, No news is good news, but no news is very bad at this time, too. And I think the difference between the NBA and the MLB, at least from what I'm seeing, players, players on social media and whatnot, I feel like the NBA players are ready to get back at it. They're ready to hit the hardwood. They, they're counting down the minutes, whereas the MLB players are kind of hesitant. As you saw um, – the guy, the dude that just signed from the Astros to the Red Sox, I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, call uh, McHugh. Pilar? No, no, no. McHugh. McHugh. 
Uh, he said that he sees baseball for what it is. It's a game. It's not an essential business. So he's kind of uh, he's kind of iffy on returning. Um, it's I feel like I just see a lot of differences between the NBA players' feelings and the MLB players' feelings, and um, it's going to be really interesting. Like uh, I saw a report today, that the M- MLBPA is ready to go to war if they have to over the salaries and whatnot. Um, it's going to be an interesting turn of events. Yes, that's for sure, but. You have to think, too. Uh, I know we're getting a little off track. I just want to make one more point. This is in July. July is two months away. Or, I mean, is it two months away? Yeah, I, I guess yeah. you could say it's two, yeah, months, two away. months away. So we could be in a completely different spot by then. We could have some, I wouldn't say a miracle, but we could have some medical, pharmaceutical, like, upbringing here that we have a, a vaccine, not a vaccine, but we, we have just so many steps and maybe cases will be down. Or cases will be definitely down, I, I think. But, um you know, we start seeing these cases go down. It's been a downtrend as of the past week or two around the globe or, you know, the hotbeds in Massachusetts and New York. It, it, we're looking at a downtrend here and hopefully, you know, July, it'll be a completely different time or a different, a major, you know, a, uh, how do you, how would you say it? Like a, not, not a major different time, but, you know, substantially different, I would say. Brighter days. July. Substantially yeah, brighter yeah, days. that's good. Um, all right, we'll get into it here. We won't keep talking about this virus thing. Uh, another thing we talked about, we said we would get to, is the week one lines for the NFL are already out. And let's dive right into those. First up, we got Texans at Chiefs. The Chiefs minus 10.5, and, and the over-under is 56.5. That is on Thursday, September 10th. Chiefs are at home. What are your thoughts on this one? Who are you taking? Uh, Chiefs versus Houston at home. I mean, Houston was up 21 nothing at one point, uh, but then lost by, like, three touchdowns. 51-31 to 31 was the final. I don't think Kansas <laughs> City has any problem taking 10-and-a-half. Uh, 56-and-a-half might be tight just because, uh, I mean, even 51-31 was a, a bit high there, and it was a playoff oh, game, Oh, that's too, wicked high. 56-and-a-half, eh, it gets a little too much there. I'd take the under, personally. I mean – you never know with those two teams going at it, but uh, you never know. Time could time tell. Time will only tell, but uh, Kansas City at 10.5 locked up big time, no doubt. I agree. I mean, uh, you got the Super Bowl celebration. I mean, regardless if there's fans or not, they're still going to have the Lombardi out. They're still going to be having that celebration at Arrowhead. Um, they're just going to be full of momentum. And Andy Reid, not to mention, he is 6-1 and one in week one games since arriving to Kansas City, and he wins those games with, I think it was like a 13-point margin. So, uh, Andy Reid's been pretty good, and we saw that, you know, they came out with Alex Smith and beat the Patriots in that shootout with Kareem Hunt really came out and his, after his fumble. Um, they're good in week one games, and you got my, my homie back there, man. You can't count him out on this under the bright lights first game of the season. Fans are no fans. This is easy for the, the Chiefs. They've seen this team before. Same exact field. Houston's going in without DeAndre Hopkins. They kind of – they're going to have a sour taste walking onto that field again after just getting embarrassed in the AFC Championship game. So I think Kansas City wins this one easily. Yeah, uh, just more like the next game we have on here, Baltimore versus Cleveland. Baltimore favored by eight and a half, uh, over under 49. Uh, I, I am in the minority that thinks Baltimore is not going to touch what they did last year. I, I don't know if I'm the only one on that bandwagon. I, I don't know if there is a bandwagon for it. I don't know what you think about it. But I just think they, they can't pull off what they did last year. I don't think they'll be – I think they'll be a winning team. 
maybe nine and seven, ten and six. But I don't think they can pull off what they did last year. Lamar Jackson, too. I completely agree. I mean, what they pulled off last year was unbelievable, uh, especially with the quarterback play by Lamar Jackson. And I agree here. I mean, eight and a half spreads a pretty big spread. Uh, they granted they are at home, but Cleveland beat them at home last year. Um, obviously, Freddie Kitchens now gone. If Cleveland can put it together, they got all the count in the world. I don't need to say that because everyone knows that they're the paper champs. But if they can really put it together, and I think a lot of the struggles had to do with Freddie Kitchens. And now that he's gone, I'm excited to see what this Browns team can do because again, they have all this talent. They just need to put it together. And um, I think eight and a half is a big spread. Uh, looking at this now, like I said, we're months away from this, but. Um, Early pick, I, I think I'd go Browns. Yeah, I would take the Browns and the points there. Baltimore, eight and five. I mean, they're they're. I, I don't think it's being it's being underplayed that they're going to be one of the biggest mysteries of this year if they can keep up, you know, their season from last year. Obviously, getting, I'd say it was an, it was a major upset against Tennessee. I mean, there's no doubt about it. At uh, you know, Tennessee team of destiny kind of deal uh, there, but. Uh, can they recover from that? I think so. Will they recover to the extent they did for the full season last year? I don't think so. Eight and a half is a big, is a big chunk of points there. Cleveland, I'd take the points here. Well, it has as to, to the over under for that. As as to forty nine points, uh, I I think I'd go over. I think here I'd go over because, too. Just because you know there there's Baltimore still has a deadly offense, but. Uh, you know, Cleveland's defense is not that great, A, and B, you know, Baltimore, their defense can – looks good on paper but still can be shoddy uh, in week one, you know, trying to figure it out. I mean, I know they had a top defense last year. Will we see, you know, what Cleveland can do on offense too? That's another story. I sure hope so because, like I said, they are a very, very talented team. And you know what? I think they can do a lot of cool things with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb kind of run some weird things at that offense. It's Like I said, I think Freddie Kitchens is holding them back a lot, and I think a big mistake for them was letting Greg Williams not, – not giving Greg Williams the head coaching job and giving it to Freddie Kitchens. That was a big mistake by the Browns. And uh, let's – if Baker can put it together, if that offense can put it together, they could be good. This is what we said last year, but who knows at this point. Yeah, no doubt. And speaking of teams that are going to be good next year or this year, we have the Detroit Lions, uh, underachieving champions of the past decade, against the second-place underachieving champions in the Chicago Bears. Uh, Detroit gets a point here over under his 44.5. Vegas is doing a good job by keeping this this uh, season tight in the first week of odds, at least. Right. You know, minuscule here. Uh I'm looking at the article here. It says, can you find a less appealing week one game? And I personally don't think so. Um, the, well, here's the thing. The Lions were actually not terrible when Matt Stafford was out there at playing quarterback for them last year. When he went down, that's when they really started to slide. But he was having a great season. Um, so was Kenny Galladay when he was healthy. So early, I would take the Lions, Lions minus one at home. Um, I feel like I would take that. You don't know who's going to be a quarterback for the Bears. I would think it's I would think it's Foles, but who knows who it's going to be? Um, and we don't even know what Nick Foles we're going to get. It seems that he only likes to show up in the postseason. So early pick, I go Detroit. I'm going to go opposite to you. I think I got Chicago here. I think just because of how they ended last year, going to have a sour taste in their mouth. Whether or not we see Trubisky or Foles, I don't think 
the idea of Foles starting week one is as crazy, but I think that they still will give Trubisky the ball just because he's supposed to be still their guy. I don't think that their franchise, quote unquote, franchise quarterback is just going to take a backseat to Nick Foles that easy. So I think Trubisky at the helm, he'll find a way to, he's in a prove it year. So I think the Bears will be somewhat of a decent team. I think that the, the, the Bears can salvage a point here, at least for a win. And I, the prove it year, like, uh, like Ted Larson said, you know, he said that is the biggest, one of the most interesting things in football. And um, he does have a lot to prove. If, they, if this is his job to, to lose, he's not going to have a big leash. It's going to be a really short leash. If he does get the starting job to start the season, I would say he gets within the first four games. That's really it. Because um, that defense, they didn't play as well as they did uh, two years ago, but they still have a good defense, as do the Bears. Um, and it's just, Trubisky will not be on a big leash if he is the starting quarterback. So it is a proven thing, but I still think I'd take Detroit. Well, it, it's, I mean, a point spread either way. I mean, you could, it's a pick em. Ultimately. Right, to pick so, I mean, I'll, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take my uh, deck of cards. I'll put them on uh, the Bears here. Uh, moving on, we have Buffalo five and a half versus the Jets over. Oh, what do you think? Forty-five and a half for the Detroit Bears. Oh, game. forty-five. And, uh, I'd take the under. Yeah, I would too. There, I don't think that. I, I think it'll be turnover city. Twenty-one seventeen final. <laughs> That's how they usually end up there. We're close games. Yep, come down so, to the wire and boring. Yeah. 2017 or 2014, 2117, yeah. whatever it might be. But uh, Buffalo versus the Jets. Uh, Buffalo opens up five and a half points. Favorite over under a 40. Uh, I didn't see – I don't see the Jets making a ton of moves in between now and the starting week one date. Buffalo's got five and a half points. You can make it seven and a half. Five and a half, Buffalo, no doubt. Over. I agree. And Buffalo's at home. And um, regardless, Buffalo, Buffalo, we, you and I are very high on the Bills. So, of course, we're going to take yes, absolutely. against the Jets, of course. And, um, yeah, I think this is an absolute lock, to be honest. At home, the Jets going to Buffalo with that new-look Bills, and they finally got that number one receiver. And, like, we, we both agree, Singletary will have a good year this year. I, I'm taking the Bills, too. I think this one's a no-brainer. And I think I'd take the under, though, on this. I would not go over. Um say like 21-7. What I don't think the Jets put up a lot of points, not like they usually do, but uh, I'd take the Bills and the under. Um, i take the over just because the Bills are going to have a ton of firepower. I think Allen's going to be excited to throw the ball, to lob it up to Diggs. I think we'll get probably two touchdowns from Diggs week one. I wow, think two. Allen, huh? Allen, I think Allen finally has that, you know, for sure guy to go to. I mean, John Brown was his, his safety blanket last year. And he went for I mean, 1,000 no yards. Stephon Diggs. He's no Stephon Diggs, that's for sure. But uh, with Singletary coming up through the ranks here, especially now that Frank Gore's gone to take up, you know, his 50-50, uh, 50-50 you know, uh, carries, 50, 50% carries, I guess. I think Singletary will be able to run for a few touchdowns in week one, maybe one or two. Diggs will get two, two touchdown catches. He'll get 100 yards, I think. So I'm going to go over just because I think the Buffalo Bills can put up a 40 spot on themselves. So really Bills five and a half over 40 points. Take Bills five and a half under 40 points. I also just want to make a quick note too. 
Did you notice that when Frank Gore stopped getting as many carries as he got and Devin Singletary started to get more, he started to go for 100 yards almost every game automatically. He was on my fantasy team. Oh, yeah. He was easy start in, my, in the flex at least. You know, he went for 100 yards easily. You know, he, he'd be right around there. I think for fantasy, it's not great that he gets 89 yards or 95 right. yards, 98 touchdowns. yards. But, I mean, he gets 98 yards on paper. That's great. I mean, him coming up. That's great. Right. So, moving on here, we got Indy, the Phillip Rivers Indianapolis Colts, seven and a half at the Jacksonville Jaguars, 46 and a half points. This could be a barn burner, honestly. Uh, I don't think the Colts cover the seven and a half. So, I'm going to go with the Jaguars, uh, with the Jaguars plus seven and a half. And I'll go the under on this. Uh, it's going to be hot there in Jacksonville, most likely. It usually is. It's Florida. I'm not a meteorologist here, but it's usually pretty hot there. Um, we'll see what Minshew Mania is all made of, and we'll see what Phillip Rivers – I think Phillip Rivers and T.Y. Hilton could be deadly together because Phillip Rivers loves to throw it deep and T.Y. Uh, Hilton flies. Um, but I'm taking the Jaguars. I think seven and a half is a big number. Yeah, same here. I take the – I'm going to go with you too. Seven and a half is a big number there. Uh, Indy still, you know, their running game is hit or miss still, really. I mean, between Hines and Mack, you know, he started to show greatness towards the end of the year, but can he bring that into into this year? And with Phillip Rivers coming in, how much is the pass run game going to be distributed? So I'll take Jacksonville seven and a half for the points there. Uh, I will take the under. Oh, too. under, I absolutely. I, <laughs> I put, the under is definitely going to hit. This is going to be a. This is going to be worse than the Lions Bears game. This game is going to be terrible. It might be seven to three. It's going to be bad. Um, yeah, I think under is a no brainer. And I just, I, I'm kind of shocked that the Colts are favored by seven and a half going on the road to Jacksonville and Philip Rivers' first start as a Colt. That kind of is a surprising line to me. So I'll take the Jaguars with the points, and I'm going to hammer the under. Yeah, I would too there, definitely. So, moving on, we have our New England Patriots. uh, Six-point favorites versus the Miami Dolphins. Uh, This one's – I think we went over this real quick uh, the other day on Friday. I think the Patriots got six points against Miami. And I'm going to take the over 43-and-a-half as a low number for those two teams, especially with uh, whether it be Tua or Fitzpatrick. I mean, if we see Fitzpatrick, I think we have an over, no doubt. We see Tua – I think it'll be close for the over, but 43 and a half is a very enticing number for those two teams. So uh, 43 and a half, I'm taking the over. I'm taking the Patriots six points. I'm definitely going to take the Patriots with the six points. Um, most likely, I would think two is going to get the start. Uh, he got a decent sized rookie deal today. He signed that today. Um, I think it's going to be Tua. And like we talked about last time on the, on the show, Bill Belichick against these rookie quarterbacks and they're coming to the New England Patriots never never ends up well. Um, so I'm going to take the Patriots minus six. I think I'm going to take the under on this. I know this is usually not how it looks, but uh, we don't know the quarterback situation for either team. Uh, the Dolphins are a young team, full of, full of potential, but this is their first game together. Uh, Patriots, like I said, don't know what we're going to be looking at for their quarterback situation. And New England has a great secondary still. So I'm going to take the under. I think this will be more of a defensive battle, of kind of like a lot of punting. But, um, yeah, I'm going to take the under on this one. Well, surprise there from you. I think, you know, 
you taking the under in 43 and a half. I mean, that's that's 21-21 with a field goal. 24-21 final is over. You ever think of that? I did. I did. That I don't see Tua putting up – or I, I think it would be Tua. I don't see Tua putting up uh, 21 points on the Patriots. And this first, you don't think the my, my you don't think the Miami Dolphins de- offense can put up twenty one points, and we and their defense too, and their defense gets a pick and week six. one against the see week how, one against the Patriots, and with Tua, see how enticing that number it is, is an enticing number, but you got to keep in mind that this is a rookie quarterback in his first start coming to New England against Bill Belichick, and like we said, a great secondary. Uh, I think he's going to struggle. Um, I don't know if Jordan Howard, the guy carries the ball. I, I'm a big Jordan Howard guy. I love Jordan Howard, but, um, I mean, he does carry the ball 25 times for 150 yards. I love how hard he runs, but he's not going to get you 21 points. So, I know, I don't think – I think this is an under game. Okay. If, if Today they announced that Ryan Fitzpatrick is a starter for week one. Does that change yes, your mind? absolutely. You take the over. I think, yeah, I would because I think well, we saw what Ryan Fitzpatrick can do, and like we touched on last week, he's just, he's an established quarterback in the league, um, and something about him in the first couple weeks, as we saw with Tampa Bay, he he plays well, and uh, we saw what he did in Week 17. But so, right, it does change my mind if Ryan Fitzpatrick's quarterback. But I don't like the matchup of Tua coming in to New England in his first start. I don't think he he puts up a lot of points. Well, there hasn't been much talk. They said there were a lot of talks of redshirting him, so I don't know how realistic Tua starting this first year is. I mean, I think he'll see action at some point, but him being the starter, I'm not so sure on it. I mean, and we have the preseason. I mean, does he get hurt? I don't want to say that he will, but it would be I mean, terrible, obviously. But he, he's very injury-prone. It's no secret. When you So he, he, he plays two or three games in the preseason, get, rolls his ankle. And what happens when you when you, you know? pick a quarterback at five, uh, especially one with injury history, it's you got to do it with an abundance of caution, and they got to have a plan as to how they're going to protect him, how they're going to keep him safe during the preseason, whatnot. Um, you saw that, you know they they must believe in Tua if they take him over Herbert, who Herbert doesn't have as that injury factor. But uh, they got to have a plan, and I, I totally like get that. I mean. Would a red shirt year make sense for Tua? Absolutely. Coming off that major hip injury, I would think it absolutely makes sense for him. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, I mean, look, he turned it on at the end of the season, at the end of last season. They played well at the end of last season. They weren't that same team they were in the first couple weeks of the season when people saying they were going 0 16. There was, they came into the two Gillette Stadium and beat the Patriots and put them out of the, the bye week. So, um, if Ryan Fitzpatrick's a starter, I think it is different. But, um, yeah, Tua's injury problems here are going to be interesting this season, how they handle it. So, speaking of uh, interesting quarterback situations, we have Minnesota favored by three and a half points against the Green Bay Packers, of course, with the uh, Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers situation there. Uh, Over-under will be 47. Uh, very generous. Minnesota, three and a half points. What's up with that? I agree. I mean, last year, um, I think it was at the end of this season, I I thought the, the Packers went into Minnesota and beat the Vikings, and they kind of, like, shut them down. It was on a primetime game. Um, this is kind of generous, and I think I, I think it was David Bakhtiari said that this is going to light a fire under Aaron Rodgers' ass, and I totally agree. Um, you don't know, like – 
I think this is very generous. I completely, I, I agree here. And I think I'd take the Packers and I think I'd go over here. I'm going to do the same thing as you. Uh, three and a half points to give Green Bay. I mean, oh man, what are we doing here, folks? And we don't. I mean, maybe maybe they know something we don't, but three and a half points right off the jump to give uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Oh, and a healthy Devontae Adams, which they didn't have a lot last year. No, you're right. And Aaron Jones, I mean, he was I just, great for them. So, yeah. I just feel like that whole offense is way too powerful to, you know, for three and a half points, and Minnesota's just going to shut them down all of a sudden. I don't, I don't think, think so. so either. And Minnesota's secondary is not getting any better. Nope. I mean, Xavier Rhodes. Losing Xavier <laughs> Rhodes, he was yeah. A, he was terrible last year, but um, they're not getting any better. He's still – yeah, he's still an established right. secondary guy. So, I mean – I agree. So, I think this is very generous. I couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, Packers on the over. I think this is easy. Philadelphia, six-point favorite at Washington, 45 total. Ah, uh, this, is, this is as tough as it gets here. <laughs> um. Philadelphia. I think I think Dwayne Haskins is going to have a great year, but I think I would take the Eagles on this. But if we're talking points here, I think I still take the Eagles. Um, I think the Eagles. I think um, their running back committee they were they were great at the end of this last season, and I don't know how Ron it's Ron Rivera's first time head coach of the Redskins, um, young team. They're not really going to get as many reps as they would typically with the whole coronavirus situation. So I think this comes down to who are you betting on here? Are you betting on Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz or Ron Rivera and Dwayne Haskins week one, no reps. Ultimately I'm going Philly. So it's a weird dynamic in Philly with the backfield being, you know, juiced up now with Gary Slay. And then you have, you know, a year ahead or, or how, how would you say, how would you put it? A year a one year more experienced quarterback who was very talented with an offense that was kind of lackluster in front of him, but does he get it going? And they have Ron Rivera at the helm now. So it's a, it's an interesting dynamic to say the least. That's for sure. And I think this is, if I'm making a parlay here, I'm not touching this game, but I will say, um, I would think I would take the Eagles. Like I said, because of the reps, the the Redskins and Ron Rivera aren't going to get as many reps as they would have hoped than Doug Peterson and the Eagles did. Because Doug Peterson's been the coach of the Eagles, and he won a Super Bowl with the Eagles, so you know he's been through it with the Eagles. Ron Rivera hasn't been through it with the Redskins, and um, if I'm not mistaken, these two actually met, met Week One last season. And Case Keenum would threw like three touchdowns in the first half or whatever, and I'm pretty sure Philly ended up coming back. I could be mistaken, but I remember this was a, a Week One matchup, and um, it was a good game. But I think I take I take Philly on this one. If we're going for the sure fact of points, I think Washington's got a six point cushion and they can pull it off. I think I really think they can. Yeah, six points is uh for this kind of game, I think it is a little big of a number. All they have to do is win by one, right? Or right. if they kick a field goal, you know, it's it's just six points. You have to think of it on the other side of the coin too. I know. I, I think either way, you'd be. It's going to be close. But uh, now six points for Washington. I think they're good with that to win or lose by two or right. three. All they got to uh, do is win out. Forty. That's it. Yeah, forty-five. Forty-five over under. I take, I take the under, the under there. Too. I think it'll be close. 
I think it'll be right at 40 or 42. So I'll take the under. I'll take the under too. Next, we have the Seattle Seahawks favored by one at Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta, tough home team to play against, especially last year with a new dome. Uh, 49 total. Seattle, one point. Uh, This is another risky one. I think this one's an easy one, in my opinion. I'm taking Seattle. Um, Seattle's offense with DK Metcalf back uh, for another year. He's got to have a bigger role this year. He's still got Russell Wilson. We don't know how the Falcons – the Falcons are one of the worst teams to bet on because you don't know what Falcons team you're going to get. Either they're going to go out and drop 40-something points or they're going to, like, drop you 13 um, and get blown out. So I think I take Seattle here. Um, Russell Wilson, I mean, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm putting my money with. And I saw a stat today. Can you believe that he has never gotten an MVP vote? It's wild. Wild, isn't it? Tom Brady gets one on, you know, gets one every year. I mean, this guy does double, triple what he does on the field. So I mean, I don't know. But who would you go with in this one? But, uh, I think I'd, I'd go Atlanta. I just think Atlanta's defense. Granted, they've had trouble staying healthy in the past. I don't think they have enough depth to stop the Seahawks. And I think the Seahawks are obviously one of the better teams in the league. So um, I think this one. I take Seattle. Only minus one. Another one, kind of just a pickup. I'm going to bank on Todd Gurley being excited to bring to play finally. So I think they're going to get that point, and they're going to hit the over 49 with these two teams. Oh, 49. Easy. I mean, Seattle's a great. Seattle's a great defensive team, but when you go into Atlanta at home, I mean, you rarely shut them down. Right, and you're going to have Calvin Ridley back for another year. Julio Jones, Todd Gurley, they still got a good offense. So does Seattle. I think 49. Over is easy, but uh, the winner, I'm taking Seattle, but this could be close. I'll get Atlanta there. But uh, moving on now, we have the L.A. Chargers uh, at the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Chargers saved by three and a half, 46 and a half total. This one is uh, this one's another tough All one. Right. Justin Herbert versus Joe Burrow. Week one. How exciting is that? Yes, no doubt. Um. Let's see who's the better quarterback here. Joe Burrow was last season, obviously, but um, I think I'd go uh, the Chargers here. They have a better defense. Uh, they have a better run game, in my person, uh, my opinion, with uh, Austin Eckler. Um, the the Bengals have weapons on offense too, with Mixon, Green, uh, Boyd. Who, they got a pl- plenty of receivers, but um, Chargers also have the better defense, and they're at home. So I think I'd go Chargers, but this is another one that's tough. Yeah, I'm going to stick with the Chargers, too. Uh, I will take the under here, though, just because I think two rookie quarterbacks, uh, probably a safe bet there. I point. agree. Don't know what to do, really. But like you said, the Chargers, I think their wide receiver core um, is just that much better than Cincinnati. And the other other side being that Austin Eckler has always call there. I think uh, even though uh, – in the middle of last yeah. year, um, or the beginning of the year, when Gordon was out or holding out, or whatever it was, he was holding out, wasn't he? And obviously, yeah, you know, he was holding out. Uh, Eckler went off, and he's done that before when Gordon's been out. So now that he has the you know the big stage here, he's the number one guy. I think Eckler is just going to go on a tear this season, and especially here, the Bengals' run defense not great. 
Uh, LA Chargers, three and a half points. Yes, under. I'll take the under. Yes, I'll take the under too. And I keep disrespecting Mike Williams here. I think Mike Williams will have a great season too. Uh, you got a tall, lanky quarterback throwing a tall receiver, Mike, Mike Evans, and another bigger receiver in Keenan Allen. Then you got Austin Eckler kind of create, creating some lanes there because uh, he's a good pass catcher too, as we've seen. Uh, I think the Chargers win this solely off talent, but we'll see what the quarterback battle will Absolutely. see. Absolutely. Be, be interesting to see if we do see Herbert. I, I, I imagine we do, but uh, him or Tyrod. I mean, Tyrod doesn't have the best – excuse me, best track record here. But, uh, yeah, I mean, does it – it's tough. It's going to be tough either way. But, uh, nonetheless – yeah, another no, one I wouldn't play. And then we have another one point spread here Carolina versus the Las Vegas Raiders, 46 and a half total. Um, I don't think this is a tough one. I mean, it's a pick em. I think Vegas got this one just because they are going to have all the momentum here. I understand they're away, they're not going to be in the new building. But, I mean, a new team, I think they're going to want to get a fresh start here. Oakland is in the past, you know, them being, you know, mediocre to say the least in the past few years. Uh, they're gonna want. They're gonna want this. So Vegas, uh, Derek Carr is gonna rally up the troops here, and they're gonna get a victory. Darren Waller gonna have a spectacular performance with Josh Jacobs in the backfield. I'm, I'm going Panthers here. Uh, here's just a crazy stat for you: the, the Raiders are two and eight in the early window game since 2017. Early window being the one o'clock games. Um, obviously, being on the West Coast, they play a lot of the fours. Um, I go with Carolina here. Carolina at home. I think the Raiders are going to have trouble stopping McCaffrey. I'm excited to see what Teddy Bridgewater we get. Um, yes, yes, the Raiders absolutely have offensive weapons. But I think Carolina will have momentum here. New coach, new quarterback. Um, who's going to step up and be the defensive leader there? No more Keekly. So it's going to be interesting. So I go with the Panthers Yeah, here. I think the under's a safe bet there. I think Vegas one point. I mean, defense is kind of uh, Carolina's strong suit. Now, Keekley leading that defense, no more. I think Vegas has got a good shot here. Uh, we move on to the next game. San Francisco, uh, seven and a half but favorites versus Arizona Cardinals, 45-point total. Um, I think this is going to be – before we just move on real quick, I just wanted to say the, the Panthers did spend their whole draft on defensive players. Just want to throw that out there. I don't know if we, we touched on that, but um, they did not they Keekly, did draft though. all defensive players. But so, uh, Not Luke Keekley, right. Yeah. No, but uh, he retired no for all the right reasons. All right, we'll, we'll keep uh, going. San Francisco, <laughs> seven and a half point favorite at home versus Arizona, 45 total. I'm going to take the over here but I think it's going to be a little tighter than seven and a half. So I'm going to give Arizona with the points. I agree. NFC West game here. They're usually played pretty tight. Um, so I take Arizona with the points and I think I take, I'm going to take the under. They are usually tight games, not a lot of scoring. Uh, Niners obviously have a great defense, but uh, I'm going to take the under. And like you said, there's going to be a little tight. I'm going to take yeah, the card. Probably the safe from that. I think it's a little tighter there, but that, the, you know, that Arizona Stadium, they, they tend to have some uh, some high-scoring games. So, I think week one will be just that high-scoring game. But matchup of the week definitely here. New Orleans, four-and-a-half-point favorites against the Tom Brady, TB12, Tampa Bay, Tampa Brady, uh, Buccaneers, 49-and-a-half total. Uh, <laughs> New Orleans, four-and-a-half. I think this, this, this line will get a lot of hype, and I think it will move coming up towards week one. But uh, – 49 and a half. 
uh, at home for the New Orleans Saints. I think their real only against the spread game they lost was probably San Francisco last year. Uh, I'm not 100% sure on that, but uh, interesting game here, that's for sure. In the Dome, this will be high scoring, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I think the over is easy. This is going to be high scoring in the Dome. Two of the best quarterbacks to ever do it. Um, new look, new look. I almost said Patriots. Might as well be the Patriots. New look, Buccaneers. Tom Brady in a new uniform. Rob Gronkowski in a new uniform. They still got Evans and Godwin. Evans and Godwin. I mean, at least Godwin. He feasted against the Saints this past season. So I'm taking the Buccaneers. And uh, I'll take the points, too. Four and a half. I think this could be a, a one-point game, three-point game. This is going to be close. It's going to be a high-scoring game. But yeah, I'm I'll take the, take the Bucks, the too. I'll take over. Uh, four and a half is too much for New Orleans to win by, I think, just because, you know, you have two of the best going at it. So, four and a half for Tom Brady is no, de- right. no big deal. Uh, whether or not they lose by two or three, even four at that point. But – uh that should be a good number there. I'll take the over, uh, like you said. But uh, we'll move on uh, here. Dallas by three at the Los Angeles Rams. 51 is the total. Dallas by three is quite the number. Um, I think I'm going to take the Rams. The Rams at home. Mike McCarthy's first game. First game coaching the Cowboys. Um, we'll see what happens the rest of the offseason with Dak Prescott with this whole contract thing. What if he holds out? I, we'll see what happens there. Maybe they got Andy Dalton because they're prepared for a Dak holdout. Or, I don't know. They're all, all just just sh- shooting stuff off here. But I think I'd take the Rams uh, at home. Jared Goff, I mean, he doesn't get any more mediocre. But um, this is another coin, uh, a coin flip here. And uh, not one I'd put on the parlay, but I think I'd go Rams. I'm going to take the Cowboys in the under. I think three points for Dallas is easy. I think the offensive firepower of the Cowboys with Mike McCarthy at the helm is going to pay dividends for them this year. I think they're going to slip out of mediocrity finally and be a decent team. You know, such an experienced coach at the helm. Uh, Super Bowl winning coach. I mean, Jason Garrett. I mean, what? I don't know. An experienced coach, but he really didn't do much with Roger, Roger it, except for that okay, one Super Bowl. See that, that was line it. you just said he didn't do very much except for that Super Bowl? I mean, come on. That one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers in his prime, Aaron Rodgers. I don't Rogers. know, but I think it's a different dynamic in been Dallas, to? though. I, I, I think that's for sure. Aaron Rodgers went to one Super Bowl, and they say he's one of the better quarterbacks of all time to do it. I, personally, I think Aaron Rodgers should have been to more than one Super Bowl. And and had Brandon Bostick not hit an onside kick off his helmet, he would have been to another one. Um, but I think with Aaron Rodgers in his prime, they def- there's no excuse why they shouldn't have been to another one. So minus that one season, I, he really didn't do much, and that's why he was out of Green Bay. But uh, I, I want to give him another try. Dallas obviously struggled with Jason Garrett. We'll see who was the real problem. Was it the Cowboys not getting able be able to click, or was it Jason Garrett? We're gonna I see get this Dallas. Year. I think that's a no-brainer, honestly. I mean, at the new building. But uh, Dallas in the under there. Uh, Pittsburgh by three at the Giants. Uh, 40, oh, that's a Sunday night game, huh? 48 and, is the total uh, number. Uh, I, I got Pittsburgh. Uh, Big Ben coming I got back. Pittsburgh I got Pittsburgh the over just because I think Big Ben has that firepower sometimes. I don't think the Steelers' defense is as strong. 
actually, I'm, I'm going to switch that too. You know, um, MetLife Stadium seems tends to see a lot of points, so I think I, I'm going to switch. Yeah, the I, I think that's an easy bet. Big Ben coming back against a you know underwhelming defense on the Giants there, uh, but I think there's going to be a lot of points. MetLife has been very kind to uh, to visitors, so uh, I will take Pittsburgh there, especially visitors from the AFC. That's for sure. But uh, last game, oh, go ahead. Right, and uh, Joe Judge first uh, first game with the Giants. I think Pittsburgh's easy. Pittsburgh, you know, they were great last year without Big Ben, and they, you know, the fact like we touched on last time, Mike Tomlin almost brought and that defense almost brought them to the playoffs with the Duck Hunter and Mason Rudolph at quarterback. So. Uh, I think Pittsburgh's an easy, easy one. And All I right, think I'm glad I changed mind. In the last game on the ballot here, Denver <laughs> uh, favored by three points against the Tennessee Titans, the new look Tennessee Titans. Yeah, forty-two is the total number. This is going to be a defensive stalemate, and Denver is going to come out on top. So Denver minus three, and I'll take I, the under. I agree. Forty-two isn't forty-two isn't a tight you know number, what? but just. Uh, Two, not enough for me. If it was like 40, 41, or four, probably 40 and a half, 40, 41 and a half. Or maybe, not 40, maybe I'd say 40 or 41. Probably be a better number for me, like 42. Yeah. No thanks. I, I'm going to take the Broncos here, and I'm going to take the under. Um, it's, it's Finally, you know, it's that Monday night. It's the first week they always have the 10-20 Monday night game, and I feel like the Broncos always play on it. Last year they played the Raiders. But um, finally, good stay up and watch it. No school in the morning. No, we'll, Hooray, we'll, but, um, we'll be at school. I think I t- I'm. We'll be at school, right? But not what we yeah. start at nine. Oh no, we won't be there. We won't be yeah. there. Forget, Forget that. Forget about September. it. We can sit. Oh no, November. We'll be there. In November. Never mind. Forget it. Um, <laughs> a little sidetrack there. Um, but I take the Broncos with the points, and I'm going to take the under. Uh, Derrick Henry, I think, will have another great season. Obviously, he's a wildebeest back there. But um, the Broncos' front, it's pretty good. Bradley Chubb, they got Jarrell Casey going against his former team. Going to be interesting, but I think yeah, the Broncos same. come out on top. Yeah, that same mile here. here. But uh, that just wraps up for our points. Anything uh, you didn't you forgot to touch on there? Uh, no, no, no think, not for me. Uh, I think that I, – I don't think there's – really a game to watch quite yet. I mean, besides New Orleans and Tampa. But uh, Tampa. other than that, everything seems run of the mill. I mean, Minnesota three and a half. I mean, oof. I think Vikings, Packers, Saints, Saints, Bucks. Uh, those, I, I'm excited to see the Chargers, Bengals too, with those two quarterbacks going at it. But uh, I feel like a lot of those, those first, those first meetings between rookie quarterbacks tend to be a snooze fest. But, um, and that Browns Ravens another one. Those are kind of my top watches, and the rest just kind of will be played, like you said, running the mill. And Seahawks yes. Falcons could so, be good too. But that's about it for me for numbers In wise. Uh, MLB July here we come. NASCAR here we come. We'll become NASCAR analyst. I'm gonna need somebody to help me out. You said you got into it. I'm gonna need someone to help my wallet. Ever since I lost NBA and NFL. Uh, I have not been doing so hot. I'm missing the NBA I started to get into so much it, right now. But I still have no idea what's going on, but that's okay. So I, I think I'll find my way through. But uh... what, how do you bet on that, though? Do you just, like, look at the engine types? Like, I, like how do you do that? You just pick a driver? Like, oh, I like him. He's going to push on the gas the hardest. Like, I, I don't understand it. 
But uh, I guess we're going to have to find out how. That's for sure. I I definitely will have to. And we've still got some more UFC. So that's something to look forward to. And did you? I thought it was uh, a good show the other great yeah, show. Yeah, it was. It, was, it really was. I mean, they put on some great fights, uh, especially the main event. I mean, oh, my God. Tony Ferguson right? taking a beat downtown. But, uh, no, I mean, everything really just kind of developed like it, it should have been. You know, there weren't a lot of upsets, to say the least. Uh, I think Gaethje might have been an underdog. But, I mean, that that fight could have gone either way. But uh, He was. And uh, – one of my favorite fights, although I lost on it, uh, I like the Nico Price fight. That I think he was relentless, and they had to call it when you couldn't see anymore. So I think that fight was great. But again, great show. Um, it was actually I thought it would look a little more weird with no fans. It looked weird, and everyone wearing uh, the mask in the back. But a great thing, and I'm looking yeah, forward think, to the next I fights. Think Price might have had that fight. A little uh, talking MMA here from us, but uh, Price might have had that fight on the scorecards if they didn't call it. If they didn't call it, I completely agree. I think he I did think have that just fight. Just a sure fact that he kept pushing the pace. I think that knockdown towards the end of the third round there might have hurt him there. So it could have gone either way, I think. But uh, no, it was a good show. Sports. And I just I loved his relentlessness. Sports. I mean, it was crazy. Sports are the guy kind of just bad. wouldn't give up. Oh man, I mean, like I said, you know, I'm never really a big UFC guy. I've been kind of watching it more as of late. As I've gotten older, I started to watch it a little more. But I am excited for the next ones. Not not just because of the betting, although we just had a big betting segment here. Not just because of the betting, um, but I am I'm looking forward to it, and I'm also looking forward to some Sunday morning casino trips to put in our oh, bets yeah. for the NFL. I'm, I can't I'm wait. Be bankrupt by then. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean. For our listeners here, just a quick story before we sign off. Poor Alex, on his birthday, him and I had a plan. Right after school, you're going to get in what he calls the go-kart and head right down to Twin River. And um, unfortunately, the same day, all the leagues were canceled. Well, the NBA had been canceled the night before. Then the NHL came while we were in school. So we didn't end up making it. But um, yeah, we'll get there eventually. Yeah, my one bet there. Uh, Rockets-Celtics. Celtics get blown out of the water that night, so. It's all right. <laughs> That's all right. You learn from your mistakes. You can't all win on nope. your first bet yeah, like I did. Since then, you've been ice cold. <laughs> hey, since ice then, cold. I've been great. Once the NBA – I was great at the NBA and the NFL. It's when I'm doing stuff like I'm not a big college football guy, but uh, I kind of look into it around draft time. Um, NFL draft, I didn't do well. And UFC, I, 249, wasn't expecting a great showing when I'm relying solely on tips and – um betting on somebody named the karate hottie and i that's all right i'm gonna take her (laughs) yeah (laughs) but that'll just about do it for us today be sure to follow us on instagram and twitter at redline sports 617 and alex go ahead oh yeah jj wrestling podcast we're having a busy week this week that's for sure uh coming out we had an episode come out today gonna be out tomorrow out thursday and saturday so i'm sure to be on the lookout there Show to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at J&J Wrestling Pod. Follow us on Spotify, J&J Wrestling Podcast. We're going to be at uh, 11 and a half. We're at 12 episodes now. Uh, we had a pay-per-view uh, recap, so we counted it as a uh, half episode there. So we'll be at 12 episodes by the time you probably hear this. Uh, appreciate all the support, as always. Uh, we're in many hats here uh, in the podcast game, that's for sure. And what are we at here? Is this our – I've lost count. I think In 14... the new era, uh, I think we're at 14 or 15, so. 
14, yeah. And it's been fun, and I'm oh, looking yeah. forward to keep it going. And we'll ride it yes, all the sir. way to CSB, baby. All right, that'll do it for us. We'll talk to you guys Wednesday. Thank you for listening.